What's going on? Welcome to the D Abundance Podcast. Tonight I have a very special guest. A lot. Oh, I would say this is a lot different from my previous shows and different guests that I've had on. I actually have a domestic vi- uh, domestic violence survivor, and she's actually going to share her story with us tonight. And I'm I'm interested, very excited, and I'm also just really really interested in what we're going to talk about tonight because I just like I said it's very different from what I've done so we have Miss Zoraida here tonight if you want to say hello and introduce yourself hello 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 I'm Zoraida um on Facebook Zoraida Guzman Z-O-R-A-I-D-A G-U-Z-M-A-N as D mentioned I am a survivor um yeah. So um. <laughs> and I just sound just excited. I'm like very excited to do this. Yeah. To no. Share my story and hopefully help someone. You know. No, definitely. I feel like you will. Um, because a lot of people don't have the courage to speak up about certain things in their life, but I do um want to say that I mean, we've been we've been Facebook friends for a little while, huh? Just just a little yeah. while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and very very supportive of everything I've, I've ever done and tried to do and things that I put out and I just really want to thank you for that you know I I, I, I said I needed I said I need to do better at, at being more thankful and telling people like thank you and I don't think I, I do that as much as I should nowadays so I just want to tell you thank you you know I appreciate yeah, that of course you're doing good things so thank you I, thank I, you I'm trying I'm just trying to be the difference we look for so mm-hmm. With this domestic violence, um, because there's, and I'm and I'm asking this because I'm not really 100% sure, but when it comes to domestic domestic violence, I need to be able to speak properly. Domestic violence, is there different varieties of it, or is it just one thing? Can domestic violence just be physical? Can it be verbal? Um, or can it's you? It's just a mixture. Like, um, it's a mixture. Like for me, um, I went through it verbally but physically mentally and honestly mentally it's what really 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 messed me up um physically of course you would think you know it it hurts you know they're striking you they're hitting you they're choking you um in my case i got choked a lot Mm. and you know the bruises would be on my neck and stuff like that but the bruises went away the things that really really stuck in my mind were the words that were said to me you know like you're not good enough um like while this is happening yeah, you know, like, wow. like you're not good enough, um, or I was stupid, you know, you know, like, the, the, the favorite line is like, you know, you're so stupid, you're so fucking stupid, look what you made me do, you know, like, come here, I love you, come here, you know, that's, that's the, the most infamous line, but it is, mentally, it's just really, really what got me, mm-hmm. um, to this day, even after all these years, sometimes it plays back, you know, it just plays back in my head, and I have to fight it, um, but yeah, I would think like mentally is to me is the worst. It's the worst. When when you were when you were actually dealing with this, um, what would you say like about how long were you going through it? Um, went through it twice. Twice and in two separate relationships. Yes, yes, yes. My first time I was eighteen, and I went through it for five years. Um. Most people think, you know, five years, that dumb as hell, you know, you stayed that long, but I was afraid to leave. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in the Bronx from New York. So I lived in the Bronx and my brother, you know, he was doing his thing in the projects and stuff. And my stepdad, he was doing like a little side gig, like doing security at like um, this construction building, this building they were building or whatever. So every time I would try to leave, he would tell me that he was going to send somebody to go do something to my dad or that he was going to, you know, make a report against my brother because he was doing big things in the projects, you know, basically. And I was always afraid, you know, he'd be like, I'll go to your mom's house and I'll, you know, I'll cure your mom or I'll do this to your niece. So that made me stay because I didn't want anything to happen to my family, you know. Um, And it's crazy because when it started off, it was all because I was getting my hair done. And this place was like a hair salon and a barbershop all in one, you know. And one of the head barbers, I went to school with him. And he's like, oh, um, he used to hang out with the twins. And I was like, yeah, Elizabeth. And he said, Elaine, which was the other twin. So we just started laughing. I was like, I remember you. So we, just, we were in middle school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were just talking about how I was like so goofy in middle school. Like, talk about ugly duckling. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking about how I was so shy. And I was just like to myself all the time and I wouldn't talk to boys and I only hung out with these two twins that's it mm-hmm. and um, my ex walked in and you know I was laughing you know because he was bringing up embarrassing moments so I was laughing and he came close and he was like um, he came up I mean he was like you're almost done and I was like yeah he was like it looks good and he kind of like brushed my hair my head you know my hair with his hand mm-hmm. and he came real close to me and he was like i'll deal with you later he whispered in my ear so i turned around i was like what the hell does that mean you know because you were laughing and, um, yeah because i was laughing he, and he he was like i'll um i'll deal with you later so i was like what the fuck? so later was we walked home and the the brownstone we lived in it was like one door and then it was like the mailboxes and then another door so that first door locks as soon as it shuts behind you so as soon as the door shut behind me he grabbed me by my hair and slammed me against like slammed my head against the mailboxes and this is when you were 18 i was 18 years old wow yeah he opened the door opened the second door dragged me by my hair inside and just basically beat me like kicked me in my ribs and everything and left me there um i guess i passed out i don't remember like from the time where he kicked me in my ribs i know i woke up and his mom was asking me what did i do to him she was like what did you do and i was like you know i felt like i don't know like when i'm bleeding or something like i every time i would bleed on my face or my body when i would get hit i would feel that that spot would feel warm so the side of my face felt warm and when i put my hand there was blood so i looked at the blood and i'm asking her like what do you mean what did i do to him like look at me you know so the what helped me that day was his stepdad he was um a christian and um he basically told him to stay away and he helped me leave not even an hour later i was back the an hour later i was that's that's kind of what i want to ask too because um I always, I just tend to wonder, like, what makes a person go back? Like, what, looking back on it now, you know what I mean? Because you were 18 at the time. What was it that made you go back? Like, what, what, I I just, what, like, did you think you loved this guy? Was he just that good looking or? Honestly, now, 
thinking back, like now as an adult and going through all that, I just wanted someone to love me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted someone. My okay. My dad wasn't in my life. I don't. I, I didn't know what it was like for um, to have a man love me. If that makes sense. No, it does. You know? It psychologically makes a lot of sense. Yes. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. Then my stepdad wasn't. He was there, but he wasn't. You know, me and my brother, we and I, I admit it. We 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 were hard on him. Like we did the whole, "You're not my dad. You can't tell us what to do." We did that whole thing. So he really wasn't there for me as much as I wish he was. As an adult, I can say that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And he, he was older. And he, he just knew what to say, you know? And I was like, oh, this is the first time. He won't do it again, you know? But after that first time, he he hooked me. when I, He made me quit my job um, and work with his family so that his family can watch me. Um, I was thicker then, and I wasn't allowed to wear cute things, you know, what women will wear. And he made me wear, like, his sweats, his sweatshirts, you know, stuff that was big so that it wouldn't it would hide your show body, my body. Yeah. Like, like my hair always had to be up in a bun no makeup when I was walking out in the street had to look down it was so it this, was, uh, I'm sorry I don't, I don't I don't mean to cut no, you off so in in like in you like <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not I'm not I'm laughing more myself because I'm just kind of like <laughs> like damn and, and I want to ask them so much but there wasn't a time where you just were like this isn't right. Like I, I have to wear this guy's clothes. I have to work with his family. Like you didn't. It didn't dawn on you. Like maybe something's not right here. Yeah. I, in the beginning, I was I was doing it because it made him happy. But then there was one time, and it's funny that you bring that up. There was one time I was at work and um, he pissed me off. Like he was off and he just kept blowing up my phone while I was at work and basically got in trouble for it. And um, my cousin was working like maybe 15, 20 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, so what are you doing for lunch? And I was like, nothing. Like, And I told her that he was pissing me off. He was giving me a hard time, whatever. She was like, let's go to lunch. So lunch turned into I didn't go back to work. And um, I didn't go home that night. I went shopping. Like, she took me shopping. We talked all night and everything. I knew when I got home I was going to be, quote, unquote, in trouble. But I didn't care because at that time I felt free, you know? So me and my cousin, like we legit made a whole escape plan and it didn't work. It didn't work. Like once it came time for me to go, the whole plan was for me to leave while he was at work. And once it came time for me to go, I couldn't do it because I was afraid of what he would do. Fast forward, now he, I know he ain't about shit and he's not really, he, he wasn't gonna do anything. But at that time, I just felt like he really was going to hurt my dad or send someone to hurt my brother. Then slowly but surely, I started wearing girly clothes, you know, like mostly like little sundresses. Um, If I wore shorts, it would be like, um, it would mainly be like capris, wouldn't be shorts, but it would be capris. But it was stuff that looked good on me. And he eventually, like it just, he just rolled with it. Like he eventually just left it alone. But at the beginning, it was tough. It was, it was it was crazy it's like 90 degrees outside and i'm walking outside in size large sweatpants you know do you think a lot of uh 
young women that are that are how can I say more likely to keep continuously going back to this type of uh, environment would you say it's it's a uh, it's from lacking some type of love from a father or just love in general just based off of your experience I'll share something that um, I usually don't tell anybody but I'll, I'll share it because it's it's common it's more common than what people think my daughter is 17 years old okay and at the age of 15 she experienced it um her dad wasn't there at all her dad wasn't he left when she was three and um for a whole year her punk ass boyfriend was beating on her mm-hmm. and um there was one time she ran away and she was gone for 11 days and um didn't know where my daughter was and uh was driving around, I was doing a lift, I was driving around and something said, turn down this road. And I was like, no, I don't want to go down that road because it was like by Nebraska and Columbus. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want to go down that road. Every time I go down that road, like there's this one dude, he would legit run to my car. Like, it was scary. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to go down there because I know he's going to run to the car. He does it all the time. Mm-hmm. Something just kept pulling me, go down that road, go down that road. So I turned down the road and um, there's like a, a nursing home back there. And I see this girl walking, and she had on a white t-shirt, like a, you know, it was a big white t-shirt, and it had blood on it. It was torn. Mm. And um, when I got, I was like, the fuck, you know, the girl's like walking all weird and stuff. Um, when I got closer, I realized, I'm sorry, I realized that it was my daughter. Mm. And, um... The dude and his brother were basically taking turns on her, raping her. Wow. And um, he pushed her through a window. And the blood was from the glass that was still stuck right to her back. And um, um, when we finally talked about it, um, she said that each time that you know he would hurt her he would say you know uh, that he was doing it basically because he loved her and he didn't want her to leave and she you know it's the same thing that the routine you know mm-hmm. so I honestly based on my experience and my daughter's experience and a lot of women that I've helped it's lack of love lack of self-confidence you know that was another thing that got me I was very very insecure you know, I never thought that I was good enough, you know, so I always did things to make the man happy, whatever, whatever it took, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not, it's not easy. No, it's I, not I, easy, I, but I understand. And I was going to say, yeah. you know, take, take your time, breathe. Um, I don't want you to, I know it, 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 it's deep, it gets emotional. So just take your time. And I appreciate you being very transparent and honest. Um, I have to be because that's the only way that I'll be able to help someone else, you know? No, There's absolutely. There's a lot of times that, like, on Facebook, and you probably see it too, you know, you'll see, like, there's young women posting, you know, like, how they're being treated by these men, you know? I'm not saying women are perfect because I know, I know, no, but I, I, I know, I know, it, I know what you're saying. I definitely know what you're saying. You know, and it's just, it's just hard to just, 
and I'm the type of my Facebook friends, most of the women probably think I'm crazy. But I'm the type like if I see that they're posting, you know, about their baby daddy not being there or just about being mistreated or how, you know, they're just tired of life or whatever, I'll jump into their inbox and be like, Mama, can I pray for you? Or, you know, you wanna talk? I'll send them my number. If they don't reply, they don't reply. But if they do, that's a bond, that's a sisterhood that I built with another woman, you know? Um, which is where women of evidence come in. That's, women of evidence I was just, it was um just gonna yeah. ask you about the events that you that you put together. Women of evidence, um I started that back in January twenty nineteen. And it was uh, January first. And the reason why is because I'm evidence, like I'm legit evidence that you can't get away from it. You know, you can, you can move forward. You can love. You can be loved. Um, there's a group of women that were just fighting against domestic violence and building sisterhood empowerment. And the events that I've held, I've held one um, where I had four women tell their stories for the first time. Mm. And it went. It was supposed to be like performances and stuff, and didn't turn out that way. It turned out better. Wow. And I say, these women were able to be transparent and to be able to share their stories with each. You know, even me listening to the next woman's story, it still helps me. You know, because it brings back stuff that I still haven't healed from. I thought I did, but all I did was just hang it up for a little bit you know that's Suppressed all i did just pushed it back you know i just pushed it back because i didn't want to i didn't want to hurt anymore and i that makes so much sense i didn't want to hurt no more so it's just like all right let me hang this here because that hurts too much that, that 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 hurts too much so let me just move on to this and deal with this because this right here is just too much to handle at the moment you know and then my second event, it was, um, that one came two years later, <laughs> came out two years later and only because I just had a lot of things going on in my life, you know, I was distracted and that event was more like empowerment for men and women, you know, mm -hmm. and men telling their story, which you were supposed to be a guest, but other obligations came up for you. And it's just everybody's sharing their story, you know, like we've both gone through a lot, you've gone through a lot. And it's just now just being able to help other people is like the best thing in the world. Like I wouldn't I'm be honest with you, I don't I don't hate my ex for what he did to me. I don't hate him. I, I don't hate him at all. I forgive him. Um You're better than me because I got I got people who have done less to me. You know, yeah, I, I, I can't stand it's, it. It's for my own sanity. No, I, I, I definitely, I understand. I respect that so much. I'm just kind of commenting on what you said. You know, even going back to what you said, it's something I, I tell people too. It's like you, you can't be afraid to tell your story because you have no idea what your story could do for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Someone, even a young lady just listening to your story, hearing what you've been through, you know what I mean? Even what you're doing now with trying to, you know, help and empower other women. It's like, 
they may feel like you know what I can come out of this. You know what I'm saying? There, there is, there is, you know what I mean? There is better days. I just have to, I have to make a a, a decision. But you know, I would ask you, you know, what is, what is some advice that you may give? You know, a, I don't even say young woman. I want to say a woman in general who may be dealing with this, who doesn't know how to break free. Like what? What would you tell them? You're enough. You're enough, and you you can make it. Women, women, we feel like because we're women, we're not strong enough. But in reality, if you think about it, we're 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 capable. We're we're capable. We we got this. You know, we were built for tough times. I don't. You know, our lives wasn't meant to be. You know, just peaches and cream. You know, delivery, labor, that right there. You know what I mean? Like. We, we were built for this, you know, like mm-hmm. the first thing is don't ignore the signs. You know, as soon as he starts raising his voice, he grabs your arm a little hard, you know, like to the point where you have to like break away because it hurts. Yeah, that's that's not a good sign, you know, and I also tell women, like, don't don't push buttons at the same time and then play victim. You know, I've, I've been there. I've been the one to be pushing the buttons and then play the victim later on. You know, and not necessarily with the dudes that beat on me, but in another relationship, you know, you, you push buttons and you just keep pushing buttons because you know that he's not that type of dude. But guess what? You can only take but so much, mm, you know, I've seen I've seen women like literally like slap men and the man is just like moving away, moving away, moving away. And that was, and what I was something I was just going to ask. You know so, what I mean? So... Cause I was in, and that's what I was gonna kind of get into too. As far as like, do you feel like men deal with it as well? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I when I first started Women of Evidence, I used to have um, like a what do you call it? like a Google Voice number, mm-hmm. and that was the number that was posted on my Facebook with my organization. And I would get calls, you know all types of night, all types of hours of the night, during the day, if people just asking for resources or just mainly to talk. And this one night, it was probably like four, four something, got a call and it was a man. He had just left the strip club and he was crying. And the one thing that scares me, D, like if, as far as sounds, is a man crying. I mean, like crying legit, for real, for real crying. That like it breaks my heart, but at the same time it scares me. Like the sound, it's I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But but um, this man was like really just crying, and I was like, all right, just take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Like, where are you? Because I heard like a whole bunch of like uh like the road behind him, and I was hoping that it wouldn't be someone who was trying to commit suicide. Cause yeah, I've absolutely. had calls of women, you know, and um. He just started talking about, like, I can't take it anymore. Like, I, I do everything for this woman. And she all she wants to do is just take my money and treat me like I'm a little bitch. And I'm like, but just tell me, like, what's going on? And he um, he was like, I'm going to send you something. And he sent me a picture. And he, she had cut him from, like, his temple down to his chin. Wow. And he said, but I can't leave her. She's the mother of my children and I love her. I took vows. So I can't leave her. And right there, I want to stop you because the more you, you, I'm sorry, because you're just giving out so much information. You have so many different stories. So 
do you think that's an excuse to stay with someone because they have your child or you're yes. married with someone? Do you do you think that's an ex- that's a reason to stay with someone? It's not a reason, but that's an excuse a lot of people use. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best, the main reason, you know, because of my son, because of my daughter, because of my kids. You know, a lot of people don't want broken homes because they came from a broken home. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I come from a broken I, home. I never wanted that yeah. for my child. Um, but I, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I've never found myself to, to be one to stay in anything that doesn't make me happy. You know, I've tried going against that, but that that was just me. And I'm not. Excuse yeah, me. that was that was my turn. That was that was my turn. It just took longer. <laughs> it took longer to realize. It was also like my first real relationship, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. You know, like my first long term relationship. Um and again, I don't I don't I just look back. It made me who I am today. It made me, you know, like I look at things differently now. I I would never in years say that a woman's stupid for staying with a man because she he's cheating or anything like that because I've been there done that you know I've I've looked the other way I've left the house so my baby daddy could bring other women in you wow. know what I mean wow because all because I I just I didn't want to be alone you know what I mean and even though like I was empty inside. Physically, I wasn't alone because he was still there. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. That's why when you said that earlier about someone wanting to be loved, and I think especially for women who don't have fathers in their life, even if the father's around, if he's not really present in their life, I feel like women don't have anything to really base a man off of, you know? Um, because, you know, it's like the little saying, they say, like, daddy's little girls. And I really feel like because yeah. women... Ten, and, and I even say this about men. I feel like men and women both, like for men, I feel like they attract more of what their mother was like, you know, especially if she was very, very present, you know, in, in, in the, the male's life. And I feel like for, for women, they attract, you know, what their, what their dad was like, you know what I mean? In some senses, uh, in some cases, excuse me. So for a parent that's not around, I feel like that doesn't give the child much to go off of other than what they may see in the street or what they know their cousins dealing with and you know i i even their mom mom, because my mom i don't remember this but my mom and like my siblings my older siblings told me all the time that my mom and dad they used to fight all the time my dad used to drink all the time and beat on my mom and cheat on her i don't remember none of it you know but it's also what you see you know Mm -hmm. maybe Maybe I, I maybe I blocked it out now as an adult. But maybe it's just what you see happening. You know, like what you said with the with the man looking for a woman that's like his mom. You know, like for me, I'm really big on men who respect their mom and have a good relationship with their mom because that means he'll treat a woman right. You know? No, I, I understand that. Don't don't yeah. ever don't ever base that off of me though, because I don't really talk to my mom too much. So don't. Don't don't. No, 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 I'm just, no, 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 I'm, I'm just saying. No, I'm just. No, I'm just. I'm being. I'm just. But then there's others. There's others that. There's others like in your case. There's others because I I know plenty of men that don't have a good relationship with neither one of their parents, but they treat women right and they respect other men. You know, like mm-hmm. um, I know um, another man whose 
been in domestic violence as well and he didn't have a relationship with his dad so he had no respect for any man at all none when i say none at all like he was just very disrespectful and nasty and then now he's traveling all over speaking to people about how he used to be disrespectful and nasty to people you know yeah you um i believe it was you that has a uh, one of your friends started the security uh, yes, the, yes, Rat it? Pack. Rat Pack, yes, right? Rat Pack, very big uh, security agency. And I, I only and I only brought that up because I felt like when you said that, that's kind of, I don't know if that's the same person that you... Uh, JR, yes, I interviewed him, yes. And his, um, his and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me sharing this because he shared it when I was interviewing him. He, um, his mom, I believe, was on drugs. And, you know, he was on the streets and everything else and selling drugs. And now he's owner of Red Pet Security. Wow. Doing really good for himself. And, yeah. But that's the, that's, and that's prime example. Like, you know, I feel like some people just, they make changes. You know what I mean? They. You have to want to. You have to yeah. want to make changes. A lot of people, like, I'm not sure how old you are, but. I'm 31. A lot of people. Okay, I'm 41. So a lot of people our age, a lot of, let's just say our age and our age, you know, within those 10 years, a lot of people are just real comfortable in what they're going through. They're uh, they're real comfortable in how they're living and they don't, they don't, they, when they start to feel uncomfortable, like when good things start happening, you're like, you know, for me, I'm like, yeah, this is too good to be true. Like what's behind this? You know, mm-hmm. good things don't happen to me, but you know, uh, proceed with caution. You know, I didn't know how to accept it because I'd never been loved by my mom. I've never been loved by my dad, never been loved by my siblings, you know? So it's like when you experience that, it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm, I, I'm right there with you. I, I totally agree because I, I could be the same way. It's kind of like, what are you, what are you really doing? Like, what do you really want from me? You yeah, I mean? like yeah. where, where did all this come from? And and I feel like that also goes back to you, kind of feeling like, why do I deserve this? Yes. You know, like it, it goes back to, you know, maybe not a, uh, not feeling like you do deserve it. Yes. So, yes, that's exactly what it is. Like, t- I get me, the same way. You, I'm like, what? Well, well, yeah, you, you for like, me, it was just more like, like <laughs> yeah, for like, like, why? You know, like, you start to question why you like me. Yeah, seriously. You know, like, you, you don't think you're good enough when in reality, you are. You're just, just hard on yourself, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm just really hard on myself. I, I don't know. Do you feel that um, <clears throat> where you are currently in your life, versus where you were would you say there's still some areas that you are working on oh yes definitely i um my pastor used to call me all the time a baby christian like when i first gave my life to god mm-hmm. and i know i've been cursing and please don't think like i'm one of those hypocrite anybody who's listening don't think i'm like one of these hypocrite christians i'm, I'm the lord is still working on me i i used to um i used to be a dominatrix Really? I, yes, yes, yes. I also was a adult model, you know. I, um, I traveled a lot and destroyed families. And when I say destroyed families, like, these white boys were giving me money just to lock them up in cages and make them look stupid and talk down to them. 
mm-hmm. but at the same time they were paying me a lot of money to do so and the wives were contacting me and it, it just got real bad I got real money hungry you know like drug dealers do and strippers do I got really really money hungry and um it bit me in the ass it's hard you know um before I was always in the clubs you know doing the whole club promotion thing at Mirage and, and doing uh Whiskey North and all these other places and now I can't stand going to the club I would rather just chill at home and watch movies you know yeah um I used to be very judgmental until God started putting me in the shoes of these people that I was judging you know like I was homeless for a whole year with my kids and my kids didn't have a clue because I uh made them think we were just spending the night at Titi's house or we were staying the night at Mama's house you know we were staying here for a little bit and for a whole year I managed to hide it from them and they never they never went to sleep hungry never went to sleep crying they always had a smile on their face because I made it fun I made homelessness fun and then we were blessed with our own place and I was blessed with a job but my boss was my landlord you know mm-hmm. So the person who I am now, the way I think, is is nothing like who I was before. I used I used to look at you know like the people who who we feed on Nebraska. I was one who used to look down at them and used to get disgusted when they would come close to me and try to talk to me. And now I'll sit outside all day with them if I have to in the heat and talk to them. I'll have conversations with them and hear their stories. They have interesting stories, you know. You should know, you know, that you build bonds with them, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, yeah, you know, you talk to them and you find out stuff about them that you never even knew, you know. That's even possible and they survived it. And I'm proud of the woman that I am now because I don't I don't judge anyone and I don't look down at anyone. Uh, I don't surround myself with toxic people anymore, neither. That's another thing too when you share your story as far as like me I've shared my story with women or people or women that I thought were my friends then they turn around and they, they, they talk shit about you just because of what you've gone through and to me that's not cool I just stay away from people like that you know mm-hmm. no you, you you definitely gotta cause um, there's a saying I said um, or not I said but it says that you know your five closest friends or you all share the same characteristics you know so if you're around five negative people, then you're a negative person. The, the the quote I use is, if you hang around five broke people, you're going to end up being the six. So I, I utilize or I use that, excuse me, as far as everything. Like when it comes to hanging out with negative people, people who are not, um, <laughs> that I know aren't good for me. And I feel like I, I know that a lot just within my spirit. I feel like I can feel vibes. I could I, I can definitely feel like, ah, right, yeah, you did something up with you, did something wrong. But then there's been times, sometimes where I'm just being very guarded, you know. But that's just from the past experiences that I've, that I've yeah. dealt with in my life, you know. And um, we gotta, it's like trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt, but also knowing, like, you know what, I've I've learned throughout my life what type of people to surround myself with, what type of people that I need in my corner, and um. I think it's really amazing that you actually sit down with the less fortunate now. And I feel like you're able to relate with them because you've been there before, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's some, I always say you reap what you sow in this life. You know, sometimes 
you're going to go through things just so you can help someone not go through certain things, you know, like you, you will be used, you know, we're all, just from what I believe, we're all connected in some way, somehow. And even with you sharing your story tonight and telling us, you know, I, I mean, I personally didn't know any of that about you as far as the dominatrix, the stuff with Yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't know. Yeah. So even you. Don't know that. They're like, there's no way. Like, there's, like they, they, they know I have like a little firecracker in me, but like to actually, yeah, it was wild. It was wild. So even was, you, you, when you, when you said that, I'm sitting here like, oh, wow, damn, I, I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I appreciate you telling because who's to say like that that exists in the world? You know what I mean? And that by you just sharing that story, you saying something, the right person could possibly hear that and be like, you know what? I need to change my life. I need to get out of what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it 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 takes courage. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm. I'm not, I'm far from perfect. I've made mistakes, but I've always tried to be the one to learn from them. And just as you say, be transparent about, you know, mistakes I make. Like for me, um, and I'm not trying to get away from your story at all, what we're talking about. But um, for me, it's always been the kids. Like I've always been so about kids and I have a son of my own and he's everything to me. But I've, I'm always just so much about the kids because I feel like my childhood was so different. I don't want to say it was rough or it was it was just very different. Like I went through certain things I feel like kids shouldn't go through. And everybody, you know, we all have a story. You know, like I've said before, just because I drowned in 10 feet and you drowned in five feet, I mean, we both drowned. So I don't feel like anybody's stories, we all go through stuff. But for me, it's just, I've always just wanted to be a difference for the kids because I feel like that's just where I needed a difference in my life. So when you're coming out and you're actually talking about, you know, you as a woman who survived domestic violence, who was in the industry and, you know, really making like big changes and even creating a whole organization for it, that speaks a lot of volumes, you know, but I don't think that you would be able to do that or be where you are right now if you hadn't experienced any of that. Right, right. I agree. Like I have, I have um someone that I know, right? And this chick, like she, she lives a life kind of crazy, you know. Like when I say crazy, she's just doing things that she shouldn't. And you know, like remember when I said I removed myself from toxic people, and toxic people meaning people who don't want better for themselves. That's that's the main thing. You know, they fall in that category too. And I just felt like this chick didn't want better for herself, so I would cut her off. And for some reason, God would always bring me back to her. Always, always, always. Like I'd be like, first thing is always like, you hungry? Because she's been homeless, she's been out of the streets, staying wherever wherever she could, you know, and wherever she could would be at a dude's house doing, you know what just so she mm-hmm. could be able to stay right and and this girl like she she's a smart beautiful girl but each time that i see her doing these things i always tell her look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock it like i'm not gonna tell you don't do it but if you're gonna do it like go hard or go home basically don't do it just for don't don't i'm serious though like don't do it for for don't do it just because you want something to eat you know you want a four for four or 
you you wanna you wanna smoke a blunt or you want some cigarettes or you wanna you know you wanna get a bottle. Don't don't do it for stupid things like that. Don't do it for shit that you can do yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna do it, make sure you got a roof over your head. Make sure you drive it. You know, make sure somebody who respects you because you will find somebody out there that's gonna respect you and take care of you. You also, and this is not going to make sense, but trust me, you're going to find somebody who's going to respect you and just fuck you and take care of you. Does that make sense? He's not going to want to be with you, but he's going to respect you. You know, you know you're going to give each other what you need and he'll take care of you. There don't have to be no strings attached. You can find that person too if that's what you choose. Mm-hmm. But if you're going if you're going to fuck somebody and you're just going to fuck them just to, for a cheeseburger, or, or for not even for for cigarette for two Lucy's and a mix at, then what's the point? Because you're right back where you started. You know what I mean? Like when when. Ooh, that 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 was just a lot for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said that was a lot for me just there. <laughs> but but you, but there's a no, but sense. no. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I. It's I like, I'm not gonna knock a woman for doing what she gotta do. Never. Nah, never, 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 never. But if you, but if you're gonna do it, be smart. Let's just put it that way. Be smart. Nah, I, I get it. When I say it's just like you, just like four, 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 two Lucy's in the Nick sack. Like, nah, I feel you. Like, damn, hold on. I'm serious. Yeah, nah, I, I definitely understand where you where you coming from with it and what you're saying. I just like, ugh, just damn. Yeah. Gets deep real quick, you know. Yeah, it's, it's true, and it's like you know, like us women, we feel like because of what we have and what what men want, you know. Like there's a lot of men out there; they will give you money for it, you know, for whatever reason, they will give you money for it. But there's a lot of women out there that think just because we we were capable of just opening our legs for a man, and he's like, oh, okay, here you go, baby. But there's some women out there real stupid with it, you know, like. You're just you're degrading yourself, you know. Like you're you're not respecting yourself. It, it's bad enough that you're putting yourself in this position, but now you're doing it with somebody that you're never gonna see again. And if you do see him, guess what? He's standing with his boys, and they're all talking shit about you, what he did to you last night or last week. Now his boys gonna try to do the same thing to you this week, and then next week or maybe the day after, the other one is gonna try to do the same thing. And throughout that whole time, you don't slept with the whole crew, and you ain't got shit to show for it. And you're still alone, and you're still empty. So why not just buy your own shit, get a job, buy your own shit, get yourself on your feet, and find somebody that you can build together. You know, like she, she, she's not dumb. We're not dumb, none of us. And I, and I say, I'll say the same thing to myself. I've never had sex with anyone for money but I've had sex because I didn't want him to leave again it goes back I didn't want him to leave mm-hmm. so I'll do and if you want me if you want me to do a headstand I got you puppy I got you but at the same time it, it doesn't change anything I'm still alone I'm still empty I'm, I'm hugging my pillow you know what I mean like there's nobody holding me at night not waking up with nobody you know, I'm still by myself. At the, at the end of the day, I'm still by myself. I'm still not loved. I'm still not appreciated. You know, and then a few weeks later or a month later, then it's another dude. And he's going to tell me everything that I want to hear. And guess what? He's going to do the same thing. Don't get comfortable. And it's just, it's just the same routine. And it, it was like that for me for years. 
was like that for me for years and it was like the worst. It was so worse. Hmm. I, I just, I don't know. For me, I, I don't, I don't judge women for doing what they got to do. But I, I do believe that it comes a time in your life where, you know, and some, some people don't snap out of it. You know, I don't even want to say women. Cause I don't want to just generalize like women because men, men go through stuff. And they do it too. Yeah, they do it too. But I just feel like it comes a, it comes a time in your life where you got to be like, I, I, I want better for myself. You know, like I, I want to experience better for myself. I, I have to make some changes, you know? Um, and like I said, some people don't. Some people don't snap out of it, and then they are just settling for them. They start feeling comfortable. Yes. They start feeling comfortable, and then like it, you know, some women and some men, they might meet that right one that really wants to help them. You know, there's there's men out there that they're used to dealing with these women that that don't care about them. They just want their money. But when they meet a woman that genuinely cares about his future. Like, all right, baby, you know, we need to do this. You know, we need to save for this. Or, um, you know, baby, that's all right. We don't need to go to this expensive restaurant with one plate of, like, two shrimp and a piece of chicken the size of my mom. It's $300. You know, we can stay home and I can cook, you know? Yeah, no, that's... A lot of men men aren't used to that either. A lot of men, they're used to going to these expensive restaurants and stuff like that. But when they get that woman that wants to cook... Or they would rather just go to Applebee's or something. They're like, wait a minute. That's that's you know, something like, I've I've definitely uh, I've I've asked that I don't be blind to. I ask, you know, like, you know, I ask for the blessing, but I ask that I'm not blind to it. You know what I mean? Because these these people do come into your life, but at the same time, it's like you having to put your your past experiences, your past fears, you know, this this in a sense, this self programming you have about people. You know what I mean? To the side sometimes because this this person could come into your life and you're sitting there just like, eh, yeah, it always starts out like this. And be and because you're so used to someone treating you wrong or trying to use you for your money, you know, it, it you, you you treat them a certain way. And sometimes that could run somebody off. You know what I mean? People oh, yeah. you know what I mean? People want to be a, like a big thing for me is appreciate me. You know what I mean? Appreciate the person I am more than anything. And once I feel like I'm not being appreciated just as a person I am, that that would tend to run me off, you know. Um, That's the way I am now. Like today, today when I I know my worth, and today that I know that that I can do it on my own. And you know, today if I don't feel appreciated, even the smallest things, even if like you know you come home from work and I rub your feet and you don't tell me thank you, don't think these fingers are touching your feet again. <laughs> I won't tell you nothing, but then, then it's just not happening, you know, because I work too. I work, I work two jobs. I work my regular job and then I work at home You know, I get off work and I got to do stuff at the house. I got to deal with the kids, you know? So if, if you're coming home and I'm rubbing your feet or I'm rubbing your back and there's no thank you or no offer, Hey baby, you know, you rub my feet, I rub yours, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, then it's just like, dang. So then, I can't even get a thank you. Like, yeah, I mean, it. It. I. I, I feel like a lot of the the generation now, people have just. We we've lost a lost a lot in the sense of. I feel like me personally, this is just my opinion. I feel like social media has caused a lot of people to kind of like 
look past just the, the the simple things i'm a big person that's just on or i'm a person that's big on simplicity you know just the simple things like when i come home hey how you doing cook me or stuff like that but i feel like everything is so like oh this is goals look what we're doing and you know it it has to be that restaurant it has to be that two pieces of shrimp and a half of potato for 300 yeah. to make it seem yeah. like it's love or it's something real you know and um that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, but I feel like that's just the time we're in when it when it comes I, to. I, it's like I see I see like elderly couples, you know, like at uh, Popeyes, and they're sitting down like by themselves, or Wendy's, little you know, fast food restaurants, and they're sitting down by themselves, and they're just laughing and enjoying each other's time. And I'm the type I, I with kids and old people, I'm always talking to them. I don't know what it is. But I'm the type of like, how long have you been together? You know, mm-hmm. and and it's amazing how like there was one couple. Um, they were at the Wendy's on 15th and Hillsborough, and they dress the same. They dress alike all the time, and they've been doing this for years. And they had they both had on their little jean shorts, and they had plaid button-up shirts. They were both dresses, and I thought it was the cutest thing in the <laughs> world. And they were doing. They've done that the same thing for over 40 years. Wow. Versus now, remember back in the day, like, um, couples would get dressed the same and they would, like, take pictures or it was, like, Easter and you dress the same, mm-hmm. you know, you just do it for that one time. I know it's corny, but that's cute that's that they corny. share that. that they, that's not corny. But it's that they, that they, all these years, for 40-something years, they've been dressing the same. It's, it's, it's cute. It's cute. Like, people probably think, like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's something that they share together. And that's there's that's their thing. That's true love to me, you know. And I've asked them like, what keeps you guys together? And the the husband was like, compromise. And then the wife was like, just dealing with him. <laughs> and then you know the husband just came out again, and he was like, you know, you just have to fight through everything. And then the wife was like, well, sometimes you just want to throw it in. And it was just so cute. Like that's that's like. That's what I want when I grow up, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know? No, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, so, before I uh, start kind of segueing out of this, I, I do want to ask you again, if, because you have your organization now, do you still have the number for women or anyone that can get in contact with you? Do you have a, a contact for that? Or... Is it yes, just- it, right now, now I'm using just my regular number, that Google Voice thing. Um, I just thought about myself calling someone for help and going through a Google Voice number, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because like if you call, like, you know, leaving me, you know, you gotta, if you call me, you gotta be like D, and then I'll hear you. It's like I'm screening your call, and I don't, I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. So now I just use my, my number for anyone who needs to talk. Or anyone that um that just so do you needs do you do you feel comfortable giving that out because I want people to be able to, to if they hear this I want them to be able to get in contact with you and get any general information that they may need so of course whenever of course. you're ready all right so um any anytime anybody um needs someone to talk to or if you need resources of any type um. I know a lot of resources in Tampa. I'm currently located like in the Orlando area, which I'm 
learning a little bit around here, but um, it's 813-439-0339. And my email is womenofevidence at yahoo.com. Womenofevidence at yahoo.com. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I just want to say thank you again but I'm, we're not done because I gotta ask you this question before we get out of here but I yes, just sir. want you yes, to know that I appreciate you and I thank you so much no I thank but, you I thank you like I'm bowing down to you for no everything. no like, no don't it takes it takes everybody anybody and everyone that's ever been involved ever even said a word to me and encouragement and tell me to keep going like you have no idea how much that means to me so i appreciate the acknowledgement i'm thankful for it but you are a part of this anybody who has you know told me like hey keep going i'm proud of you thank you like it 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 is what keeps me going and i really do appreciate everyone for that so it's very hard for me to just take so much credit because i feel like i don't do this alone because i i just feel like people have been amazing to me since i've been on this journey and I'm very thankful for that, you know. And like I said, I feel like people people are used in my life, so I appreciate that. Thank That's you. That's because of what you give out. It's you know, if you it's what you, it's what you give out. I remember you sharing your story, the interviews and stuff, and like I would be like a little bit behind, just crying. <laughs> you know, like I didn't even know you, and I was just really crying. I'm like, oh my gosh! And then like just watching your bond with your son is like. You know, like it, it's just amazing the bond with the boys on your on your team. Like that's just amazing. I appreciate it. It's what that. you give out. You give out that vibe, so that's what you that. get back. I appreciate that. Thank you. I just, in here, I'm just sitting here like, I, you know, I'm not trying to be soft because I, I need people to understand I'm a thug too. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to seem like I'm being soft. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. But no, I do, I do appreciate that. I really do. I really, really do. Honestly, I do, and I thank you so much for. The support and the kind words. Um, but before I get out of here, I'm gonna ask you a question. Mm-hmm. This yes, is the goal of the question. I ask everyone this who has been on the, the the abundance podcast. If you could change one thing in the world, just one thing, what would it be? One thing. Humanity. Humanity. The way people treat each other. You know, if, if I feel like if we were nicer to each other, we try to understand where the next person was coming from, it'll be such a better place to be in. This world would just be so much better. I definitely, definitely agree with that. I agree. If, you know, 100%. if people would stop competing against each other, like, you know, I'll, I'll just use, um, I'll use us. You know, I, I did, uh, I went out and fed the less fortunate and then you went out to feed the less fortunate you know like you do it every year mm-hmm. so like let's say you know you you went out and did your own thing you know it's not like you were like oh let me see what she's doing and try to be oh, better yeah, no i definitely I hate people do yeah that. i don't i, I don't compete i create that's that's my you know that's what i, I say don't, i don't i don't like that i don't like um I just wish we can all, you know, like everybody just realize that we're all brothers and sisters and everybody wins. If we all win, guess just, oh my God, our kids will be straight, you know, like <laughs> our grandchildren, like if we all won, you know, like if we all just stood together, even if we did it in groups, like if we were back in kindergarten and we did it in groups, it, it just, 
much. Man, it would be so much better. Yeah, would, you know? People are difficult. People are definitely difficult. Mm-hmm. So, I would rather deal with the whole dog pound than to deal with humans sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that so much. People say I love animals more than I love people. Yeah. But, but again, I want to thank you. I really appreciate thank your you time. Having me. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, this is the first of many. You know, um, I tell anybody we can definitely do this again because there's there's so many different times, so many different lessons to be talked about and learned. Excuse me. Um, before we leave, before we stop this, I got to, got to, got to exit out with my mantra that I like to say and I like to use, you know, I like to tell people, you know, appreciate people, be thankful for the people in your life, whether it's for five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five months, five years, because life happens fast. You never know, you know, what tomorrow has in store and always, always remember to live life in abundance.